Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the Jehovah Story episode. I have almost forgot the title because my brain is just <laughs> melting. <laughs> But what are we doing here? We're in the Music of Life Church podcast. Um, if you haven't heard it, give it a listen. I know I want to listen to it again. Oh, um, yeah. But we're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan. I'm here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. What? I know. I'm feeling... Sorry, like, what? I'm, I'm high right now. Are you... You have to be... I, I mean, what the heck, dude? That was... So good. Such I don't, an awesome. I have no idea what I'm going to say. So, yeah, I want to hear your initial thoughts here. Okay, I want, there's one thing, you know, now we're talking to leaders, right? Yep. Hi, leaders. Hello, leaders. Thank you for listening. We're going to go another level. So there's three questions everybody has to answer. And you're going to see these are all kind of in line with what a story is. Character, conflict, resolution. But these are three questions everybody has to answer. Whether they know it or not, Mm -hmm. these three questions are paramount to a person's happiness, joy, mental health, fulfillment on this earth. Leaders should be able to answer these questions. And leaders ought to be able to help the people they're leading answer these questions. Number one. Why am I here? Number two, what am I going to do while I am here? And number three, what happens after I leave here? It's like, so why'd this start? Why am I here? What am I going to do while I am here? And what happens after I leave here? What's next? Why was I born? What's my purpose? Mm, What happens after I die? Religion is supposed to help people answer these questions. That's what every religion is really trying to help people answer these questions. Why am I here? What am I doing while I'm here? What happens after I leave here? What we saw in the What the Flock episode of Jehovah's Story is religion can't help people answer these. In fact, most denominations of Christianity also can't. Okay. Your religion is really dictated by how you answer these questions. So that's another way you could determine a denomination of Christianity or what religion you are in general. These are the three questions you should, if you want to know what religion a person is, these are the three questions to ask. And whether it's a known religion or something that they've made up themselves, this is really the crux of what religion is supposed to help us with. And the reality is having the right answer to these questions is what helps a person have good mental and emotional health, really spiritual and physical as well. It dissolves depression. We know depression comes from contradictions right yeah definitely especially when they're in really big areas 
of your worldview. There's nothing bigger than these three questions. Why am I here? What am I doing while I'm here? And what happens after I leave here? Amazing. What so, we're seeing with really yeah. understanding Jehovah's story is a big help in, in, in having an answer to these questions, at least big picture. It may not answer why Joel is here, but it does answer why is humanity here. It does answer what we're supposed to do while we are here. It does answer what happens after we leave here. So let's put it through. Humanity, why am I here? We're here to partake in this fellowship with Jehovah for eternity. What am I going to do while I am here? So while humans on our, are on earth, it's time for us to practice and show Jehovah that we want to be a part of his story. Hmm. And three, what happens after I leave here? More of the same. More fellowshipping with Jehovah, just on a, on yeah. a more spiritual plane. You ba- if you do this whole, why am I here? I'm here to have fellowship with Jehovah and hang out and you know get to know him be who he wants me to be you know then what am i going to do while i'm here now is is practice that yep so i'm here to allow god to flow through my uniqueness to benefit everyone else and what i like was what you said is practice practice yeah this is definitely not god's perfect will right so while we are here we get to practice it and then what happens after I leave here? Game on. Right. Game on. It's at, we're going to do what we do here, what we have practiced at the highest level. Yes. Bigger and better for eternity. So, so this how, is what's cool. Yeah. We, we learn this, you know, what's cool is we learn through the letter to the Ephesians that Paul wrote. And throughout scriptures really is right now in the dispensation we're currently in, having the Holy Spirit in and on us as believers, we have access to everything spiritual, all the spiritual power we will have access to for eternity. So although the context in which we're living may not be the ultimate plan that Jehovah has for us, the causes that will make that ultimate plan work, we do have access to. So that's why it's like, what am I doing while I'm here? Well, it's practicing. What happens after I leave here? I do more of living according to grace with other people who are living according to grace in fellowship with Jehovah for eternity. Hmm. The difference in how we interact with Jehovah just become, hopefully it becomes better over time. But really the big difference between what happens while I'm here versus what happens after we leave here is geography. Nice. Where we are is going to be different, but how we interact with Jehovah, we get to show him right now how much we want to be a part of his story by how we interact with him right now. So you said, you mentioned this idea of telling people, encouraging people to tell Jehovah his story. Yeah. What is, why, why did you encourage people to do that? So, I mean, one, it's, I mean, it's good for us to practice sharing it, to understand it, to have it be part of our thought process, part of our beliefs, part of our worldview. 
But let's go back to the analogy at the end of the episode again, where I talked about how did you summarize the end of a movie? Now you and me could go and see the same movie and tell the same, tell that version of the movie to someone else. We could both do that same assignment Mm -hmm. and we both share it differently. Mm -hmm. What's cool about that is whoever we're sharing it with, we'll be able to see from you and me sharing it. What were the parts that meant a lot to us? Yeah. Your version of the same movie compared to my version, the differences would be in the really in me and your uniqueness over that story. So that's the benefit of telling Jehovah his story to him. It's not because he needs to learn his own story. It's because he gets to experience you share your version of his story with him. Resulting in him understanding more about what you care the most about as far as his story. The parts that stood out to you. He gets to learn and experience more of your uniqueness. Hmm. So you're not teaching him anything. Mm -mm. Not about himself. But you are showing him the things within you that you care the most about. That's why it's a benefit. That's why it's a great practice to do. But it benefits Jehovah as well. This is, I mean, this is a picture of what fellowship is like. Have you told Jehovah his story to him? Did you, I have, have, yeah. What did you, what did you learn from that? The, is there anything that stood out to you? Yeah, the, um, the, the part of Jehovah's story that still just, is magnified to me time and time again is his mercy. Mm. The he he's constantly rejected. Like I get like the there's another part. So the the second biggest part that stands out to me is the seemingly unquantifiable amount of times he's been rejected for helping people. Yeah. Everything he does is for the benefit of someone else. Mm-hmm. And you and I know what that feels like at a level. We've been rejected for trying to help people. We've been rejected for speaking truth. Never to the level Jehovah has and for as long as he has. No, no. Which brings me to that's where the mercy is the number one thing that's always just not only reaches me at my core but also inspires me and confronts me at the same time Mm -hmm. is how patient he is how merciful Mm. he has every right (laughs) to just be done with humanity but he's so chill the people who think this god or you know even of the old testament is this wrathful and vengeful god is like i feel like they misunderstand him completely i see a god who's super merciful and even those times that he equaled out justice was for long the long term benefit of the people he was doing it towards and for where ultimately that's that's what i experience his his loving kindness his mercy towards us his his ability to just let us make mistakes and caring more about how we respond is just, that's when I feel the love of the father. 
and he's he's no longer just this right and just judge. He is my father nice. who just cares about me and wants what's best for me. Awesome. What about you? Have you ever told him a story? I have, yeah. Do you have a part that stood out the most or what did you yeah. learn through it? Yeah, what I what I learned and what stood out to me was the fact that just how much he wants to bless those who walk with him. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, and you we talk about all the way from, you know, Enoch. Enoch, you know, is the character in the Bible who says that he walked with God and God blessed him. Yeah. You know, and then he and God even took Enoch. Yeah. Right? And then you think about all of these like just amazing shepherds in the bible who just walked with god you know abraham walked with god noah walked with god david walked with god it was just like this whole progress of just like when you said the whole chill thing that's what i i I love that about god the father is like we're gonna i just feel like the we're gonna be walking yeah with him for all of eternity you know like jesus walking with on the road to Emmaus walking with these disciples and them not knowing who he was and him opening up the scriptures to them, you know, him walking, you know, with the disciples before he died, you know, like, so this whole idea of just walk with me, just make progress. And it does hearken to him again, being very merciful, very chill, like and him just saying if you walk with me i'll i'll bl- i'll bless you and i'll take care of everything else yeah. that's awesome and, and yeah it's amazing i love it i mean not right there everybody all the listeners get an idea of how it can be so different for two different people to tell the same story we make the emphasis on different parts that mean something to us based on either who we are or personal experiences we've had can you imagine now Jehovah hearing that from us and how sweet that must sound, just feeling known. And that's something I want to be able to give to Jehovah because of how much he's been rejected. I wonder how how much it how good it feels for him to have a person or a group of people who are actually trying to know him, want to be known by him, and are trying to be a part of his story on purpose. Yeah. I I shared with him his story on on the beach in Italy. Oh, man. Nice. (laughs) And it was just this very important thing for me to be like, okay, I want this to be epic. That wasn't the reason I went to Italy, by the way. But, you know, on our anniversary, but taking that time on the beach in Italy to be able to share with him his story was like, this is epic. That is so cool. I'll remember that. I'll remember, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and what I learned and yeah, to, to be rejected for, you know, since the creation of man yep. to have someone, you know, that's like someone saying to me, you know, Jonathan, your songs suck. Everyone goes, your music is garbage. And I'm writing this music because I'm trying to help people. And like, I believe these songs are going to bring you joy. Yeah. And and they're going to help you feel a certain way. And 
I've been writing these songs and I have to write these songs because it's my way of helping people. And everyone, just 99% of people just go, this is garbage. This is garbage. These Uh. songs are garbage. (laughs) They are making the world a worse place. If Jonathan was up writing music, I would finally be happy. And then one guy comes along and he starts covering the songs that I've done saying, no, this is it. Right. Wait, you're missing a part of the story where a big group of people say, you know what? I've looked extensively at these songs. I don't think Jonathan even exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all mythology. Right. This is all somebody's imagination. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Just imagine like that experience of, of going like, of, of having, of being able to, like, I go to a concert or I go somewhere and someone's on stage playing one of the songs from, that I've written. From I rejected would, to I, a I cover would be, band. I would be in tears. That's amazing. Like, That's a great analogy. Like I'm we like, are, we are essentially God's cover band. Like we play his truth through our vessels, but he wrote the songs. Yep. We're just, we're just blessed to be on stage. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like that's the whole point Paul makes to the Romans is like the, the Jewish people are the oracles of God. That's the benefit. You know what? There's no difference between Jew and Greek, except the Jews <laughs> did have this ability yeah. to be like the oracles of God. Right? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So everybody can receive salvation. Everybody can be part of this family, but the Jewish people were like the first cover band. You guys, you guys got to speak this to the world. You guys got to be the community that I amplified this message through. Oh, now I see that. Like the cover band, they're just happy to be able to play the songs. I'm just happy. We love the band so much. I want, I don't care about writing my own music. I just want to, I just want to play Adam a music all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great analogy. I love that. So it would be just this unbelievably powerful um, experience. Yeah, what a huge, just huge the spectrum release. of emotion. The 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 tension of literally people not even believing you. They've rejected you so much that more people don't believe you exist than ever. To somebody who's like, I just want to jam. I just want to jam your tunes, God. Yep. That's all I want. I want your music. Because all this other music is garbage, you know? All this, and people are... Short term. Yeah, doing their own yep. thing, and it's just garbage. Yeah, that's good. This is this is powerful. So let's... Can you give us an overview of the strict or limitation side, and then the loose or the freedom side? Yeah, the strict is simply focusing on the middle of Jehovah's Story, or a part of the middle of Jehovah's story where you really turn Jehovah's story into Jesus's story. It's pretty easy for people to, to understand. I think how many churches are really only focused on Jesus's story, which really what this looks like then the strict side is really all about salvation. Right. That's the crux of everything. And you summarized it really well. God, the father, 
or Jehovah and his story get get lost in the work and story of Christ. Right. The loose side, honestly, I had so much fun summarizing that. <laughs> it's just like Jehovah's story, God's story. He loves me. God loves me. What else is there? It's the God loves me, I'm good mentality. Which mm. which we've learned is that the issue there is it really becomes a rationalization for me to do my own plan. God loves me is a rationalization for me to be able to have this worldview that God wouldn't ever do anything to make me feel bad or to hurt me or to make me uncomfortable, which then turns whatever feels good for me must be from God, or at least I can rationalize it away as if it is. Which is just then my own plan. So the so the middle of the story of you know um, what God's doing is the you know the characters, Jehovah, other spiritual beings, humanity, and the conflict is Jehovah's only able to achieve this goal with people who are righteous. So the unrighteousness of people is where the story of Jesus really comes into play. Of yeah, this, and it's all that that part comes into play in that and the right the unrighteousness being made the unrighteous being made righteous through Christ is where that comes in. Yeah. So the, the conflict of Jehovah's story being that you know, you gotta have his what's his goal is he wants to fellowship with a group of people. Mm-hmm. for eternity that only can happen with people who are righteous that brings the conflict up right the conflict yeah. is well people don't want to be righteous especially when they get into groups which that brings into jesus story then that's where jesus's story is jesus comes pays the debt gives us the ability to be righteous through grace which then brings the resolution of jehovah's story is is possible so nice. Jesus plays a pivotal role in Jehovah's story. And not, I hope no one listening misunderstands anything that you and I have said as if Jesus is getting too much attention or that Jesus' story isn't super powerful and vital. And, and without it, we wouldn't be able to be part of Jehovah's story. Like that, we believe all that to be true. Jesus's story is without Jesus's story, we wouldn't be able to be part of the resolution, but God, the father, the, the topic of this story of this episode is Jehovah's story. What we're talking Mm. about is why does Jehovah's story get missed? It's because people are only focused on Jesus's story. I'm not saying you shouldn't be focused on Jesus as much as you are. I'm saying you're not focused on God the Father at all. That's mm. the issue. Right. At least on the strict side. Right. And we're so focused on being saved and getting saved that we can't even take a step back from that point because people are still struggling with am I saved or not? Like yeah, that. we did it. You're right. It's like that, like, why are people, why can't we 
back up and talk about Jehovah's story. Why is that uncomfortable? Oh, that's good. Backing up and talking about Jehovah's story is because we can't even get settled on salvation. Yeah. We can't even get settled on this part. I don't even know if I'm saved, dude. Right. So why are you bringing up yep. Jehovah's story? Point. It's like, I think that's where this frustration is coming from yep. is people can't get off the salvation point. People can't, you know, uh, see it connected to something bigger because they're afraid that if they lose sight about being saved or not, they're going to go to hell because they're not right, really you, confident. Because the answer we gave to how do I make sure I'm part of the resolution is salvation. You live by grace through faith, right? Yep. So I get to your point. It's like, why are we talking about all these bigger pieces of a story when I don't even know what that means? And the church I'm a part of can't even help me get settled. I'm still, I'm still unsettled about whether or not I'm saved and what that means. And, and yeah, you're right. I think that's right. That's, that's a big issue. I'm just, I'm just trying to spend my life believing that Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. That is the purpose of my life is to just believe this thing. Yeah. Jesus is the son of God. He rose from the dead to save me from my sins. And he died to save me from my sins. He rose again. I'm a sinner. I need him in my life. That's my whole life. So now I just live my life and don't want to lose sight of that. And if I take my eyes off of that, I'm prideful. (laughs) Right, right. I'm prideful, arrogant, or I've lost my salvation, or I'm making things too complex, et cetera, et cetera. What a what an Probably. annoying thing. Yeah. Yeah. So connect the doctrine game. So we like to play. Connect the net and the doctrine. <laughs> wicka wicka wicka. <laughs> <laughs> so how does Jehovah's story tie into the series of, of God's will? Well, we didn't uh, we need to understand Jehovah's goal or his plan. I'll say goal and plan interchangeable okay okay in order to understand jehovah's story right so we un we uncovered jehovah's goal through this episode jehovah's will or god's will is how god accomplishes his plan god's will is how he accomplishes his plan right so that's how it's connected is this is the story that shows us the plan that Jehovah is trying to accomplish his will. Nice. That's how they're, they're very closely connected. Got it. So the three categories that you like to categorize the church based upon, can we talk about them relative to self-esteem of people? Sure. So Low self-esteem as it relates to Jehovah's story is going to be very much like the loose side, right? These are people who just like, I'm not worried about anything that's going on. Maybe these are the people that you were just describing of like, you know what? I'm already concerned enough about whether or not I'm saved. I'm already trying to distract myself from not being settled as to whether or not I'm saved. Mm -hmm. I don't need any more of what's going on with this big picture story than that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to believe God loves me. Why? 
everything else is too complex. Everything else makes me doubt myself and get unsettled. And people with low self-esteem are really trying to avoid tension. So that's why God loves me is just the perfect, the perfect answer to that. What I, what I really like about this low self-esteem answer, and I'm curious about people who are low self-esteem is that low self-esteem people are on both sides of the conjunctive. Mm. So when we present the loose side or we present um, the strict side, both of those people have low self-esteem answers. Yeah. yeah. None of these people have mid self-esteem answers. Yeah, the mid self-esteem person is the person who finally recognizes both answers are garbage. Bingo. And their frustration lies in not being able to be not being given the ultimate answer. Bingo. So, that's so they this, leave yeah. they leave from the side that they started to go, well, this is wrong. Yeah. They're leaving. They're going, I don't have an answer. What, what's right. the answer? No one gave me an answer. And then the high self-esteem is a person who's, as it relates to Jehovah's story, is they know their part in it and are confident in it. Yeah. And are enjoying life. Yep. Regardless of the crappy situations around them. Right. Just pursue pursue that ultimate answer yeah one more time can you remind us of the ultimate answer the ultimate answer i'm going to do the quick summary of jehovah's story you have the characters jehovah's it's jehovah the other spiritual beings and humanity the conflict is what's hindering the goal so let's just name again the goal is jehovah wants to hang out for eternity with a group of people who are righteous mm. and fellowship, fellowshipping with them. So the conflict is Jehovah is only able to achieve this goal with people who are righteous. You can't fellowship for eternity with a group of people who aren't. And people don't want to be righteous. And then the resolution God will achieve his goal. We decide whether or not we'll be in it. Nice. So really, I like to summarize. Let me summarize it one more way too. Sure. Because we really see it's about how Jehovah has been and continues to be rejected by the very people he's trying to help. Hmm. But eventually ends up spending eternity hanging out in fellowship with a select group of righteous people. Nice. That's a great way to summarize the ultimate answer. Yeah. And I love to think about this in terms of, you know, uh, God's plan. And God's plan is righteous. Only he, when we talk about the God's nature series, only he is right and just. So in order to be with these people for all of eternity, they as well need to be right and just or they would spend all of eternity tearing down his plan intentionally yeah. or unintentionally, right. Right? right? Yeah. It would be like this place. Hey, what would that look like? It would look like the earth. <laughs> what? Yeah. And God's like, we don't need to do this again. Uh-uh. So the only plan that's going to work is my plan. And we are all going to be there going, 
or the people that are there are going to be saying, I don't, I can't do my plan anymore. I want to choose your plan for my life. What would you have me do? And And it's not going to, it's not going to be boring or lame or anything like that because we all sit there and read about the life of jesus and go what what oh amazing amazing he's doing what he's doing what he's walking on water he's healing people and we're all just like whoa that's amazing and then he says i do nothing of myself it's only the father or i think we've we've had those moments where god flows through us and we go oh my gosh that did not even feel like me and it felt even better. God's mm-hmm. grace flowing through my uniqueness coming out of me felt even better than me doing my dumb, stupid plan to make myself happy. Yeah. Which, add, you know, I want to just add the point, me saying that I want to do God's plan is not the same as me actually living God's plan. Excellent distinction. Which that's right now. That's the practice we get. We show Jehovah right now, not just what we are saying we want, but what we actually want comes out in our behavior. Man, that's proven. That's so good because, you know, there's the verse that comes to mind about, you know, you say that you believe in God. I think it's in James, but you say that you believe in God and, and you do, and it's good. But the demons also believe and they shudder. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not what you say or it's not what it's, what is your actions? Yeah. And are you willing to give up your plan? That's the choice. Are you willing to live by grace through faith that Jesus, we would not have access to if not for Christ? Yep. And judgment will prove whether or not you have killed your own plan and chosen God's plan or not. And no one will be able to refute it. Amazing. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.